It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Welcome to our show for Wednesday morning hump day. Midpoint of the week coming up. Halfway through the work week. And uh, we've got a lot coming up on the show today. Including uh, comedian Tom Segura. One of the uh, one of the funniest comics touring today. Mm-hmm. Tom Segura is going to be on with us in a couple of hours, so stay tuned for that. There's been a development in the uh, making a murderer case. the The case of you know I can always remember the nephew's name, but <laughs> Brendan Dassey. Yeah, Brendan Dassey. I'll never forget that poor kid because that's just like sending a a mentally challenge person to prison by all he tricking wanted to him. do was watch wrestlemania man it's all i mean Stephen avery. Stephen avery right is the main guy that was at the center of that i feel like his nephew brendan dassey was just kind of like collateral damage in the whole thing but uh somebody else that's in prison in wisconsin says they did it See, I'm always like, don't get your hopes up because there's always those people. Remember the one who said that they killed John Bonet, and turns out, yeah, there didn't. there might be a lot of different reasons. Some of them psychotic, and maybe some of them not so psychotic as to why somebody might claim to have done something they didn't. But a lot of times, it's like if somebody's already this guy's already convicted of murder, mm-hmm. so he might be using it as well. If they think I've got something right useful, they'll give me concessions or give me uh, better conditions or whatever. Or at least I'll get to go into court and get out of jail for a day and yeah, give wear regular clothes and who knows. I'll become famous because people will now know my name because mm-hmm. I'm sure. slapping my name onto a case that's really, really popular with a Netflix series. So we'll have some of that uh, coming up. It looks like uh, impeachment is getting started. Right now it is uh, as described by Nancy Pelosi, the Senate Majority Leader, or uh, the House Majority Leader, rather. It is an official impeachment inquiry, mm. which is stopped short of the actual process of impeachment. So they're looking into it, and we're supposed to get some version of the transcript of what was said between Trump and the Ukrainian, Ukrainian? president. Yeah, that's supposed to come out today. Probably not the audio, but a transcript of the audio. And that could be a partial transcript, which I think people are going to say, oh, okay, we really, you know, we need to see the whole thing. A partial transcript? Right, a partial transcript where they just leave out. So are they going to black out things or yeah. are they just going to, oh, okay. Well, that's a possibility. We, don't, we won't know until we see it, which is going to be later today. But It just says, hello. They're like, that, that, that's all you're giving us? Yeah, no, that's all you yeah, really hello? need. Hello? Is okay, thanks. Goodbye. For? Let's check what else is going on. And Brandon, why don't you let us know what's happening with sports today? Dak Prescott has something very in particular in his mind, at least on Sunday when the uh, Cowboys were taking on the Dolphins. <laughs> Spicy Nuggets are back, baby. And I'm not going to lie, makes me like Dak Prescott even more because if you've ever had the spicy, spicy Nuggets at Wendy's, you know they're good. Oh, is he talking about Wendy's? I believe so. 
Because that was the that was the one that had the big deal because they were off the menu for a while, and all of a sudden they came back and said, uh, "Oh, our bad. We're going to bring back spicy nuggets. Oh, they're so delicious. You don't even need dipping sauce." Do you okay? Do you think Dak Prescott only does that when they're playing the Dolphins? Like this game is so we're taking it so lightly that I can talk about fast food in the huddle, or do you think he does it? I think it might be a regular thing because it's kind of. One of the tricks that quarterbacks will use to lighten the mood, maybe some of the, you know, the tension's a little bit high to kind of get everybody to loosen up a little bit and just go play the game. There's a lot of quarterbacks that'll do that. They'll say something goofy or they'll say something else that's on their mind just to kind of break the tension a little bit in the huddle. Did you hear about the Diamondbacks game last night or should I say this morning because it only ended a couple hours ago that went 19 innings? Gotta love 19 inning games. 19 what? innings. So that's like watching a a full baseball game, and then they say, guess what? You're here for a double. <laughs> so the Diamondbacks win uh, in the 19th inning. So imagine a game, nine hours, being over. By the way. That's a full. That's over a full work day. The final score over the cards was 3-2. to two. Yeah, so it's not like there was a ton of scoring happening either. Oh. An entire game, and then they say, let's play an, another entire game, and... Part of an extra inning on top of that. So 19 freaking innings. Do people stay like for the game? Well, there's a lot of empty seats there. I imagine yeah. some people definitely went home. but <laughs> Yeah, but some of those empty seats might just be the fact that it's a Diamondbacks game. There's a reason the team's talking about relocating to Vegas. <laughs> um, yeah, it looked pretty empty, even mm. for a Diamondbacks game. All right, Lisa, how about news headlines? We kind of talked about the impeachment inquiry. And we'll hear some more about that coming up in today in Sound Clips. What else is coming up? Well, Placido Domingo is leaving the New York Metropolitan. Placido. Placido. Placido is how they pronounce it. Yeah. So even the opera isn't immune to the Me Too movement. Uh, The decision is ending a 50-year professional relationship. Uh, The decision they're saying was mutual. Domingo's image was removed from the Macbeth page on the Met Opera's official website. And that show was set to open today with him in the lead role. Uh, in August, nine women came forward detailing alleged incidents of sexual harassment spanning three decades, began in the 1980s. In September, 11 more people came forward with allegations that included verbal harassment and groping by Domingo. Well, will we hear any more about this story? I'm going to use a famous saying that they have in the opera, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. <laughs> <laughs> so you just have to hang on and find out. Got the you know the whole thing going on with the inquiry. A bunch of shows are back tonight for their season premieres, Modern including Family. Modern Family for its final season. The final season of Modern Family gets underway. South Park is back tonight. I finally watched uh, American Horror Story from last week. Oh, not bad. They're trying again, to cr- again. A lot of these seasons start out not bad, yeah, and they just become a train. I also watched American Horror Story. Which aired, I think there might be a new episode tonight, but I just got around to watching it last night. And they're trying to cram as many horror movie references and also 80s references as possible. If you love 80s 80s music. It's really, really heavy. And I'm starting to wonder when we're going to finally reach that tipping point where it's too much for people. Because if you think about it, we've got Stranger Things, Glow, Mm -hmm. and other shows that have really captured that 80s feel. Mm -hmm. But. When are we going to read? Uh, f- it hasn't happened for me yet because I'm still loving it. But 
when are we going to reach that tipping point with this thing where it's like, okay, now you're just doing this to, you know, for the nostalgia factor, but the story sucks. Yeah. Do you know what the first uh, that, thing I, I hit me with glow on this last season? I didn't finish it. I still haven't either. I yeah. think I've gotten through four or four episodes, maybe. They're still camping. Well, there's a sign that maybe we're starting to get nostalgic about the 90s because of Captain Marvel. You know, that mm-hmm. was all about callbacks to what it was like in the 90s. You know what the very first thing, either TV show or movie or pop culture, that I recall was really nostalgic for the 80s? What? And I was like, well, when it happened, I was like, what? All re- we're nostalgic for the freaking 80s? Uh, wedding Singer? The Adam oh, Sandler yeah. movie, oh. which might have come out around, I don't know, 2000, 99, 2000, 2001. No, like Wedding that. Singer, I thought it was 98. <clears throat> okay, it might have been. Because I think it came out when I was still in high school. So it seemed to be a weird thing at the time to be nostalgic about 10 years ago. This would be the equivalent of us being nostalgic for... 2010? Yeah, or? Obama's middle part of Obama's whoa, first whoa. turn. I am still nostalgic, nostalgic for that. Some of, <laughs> I know there are some people that are nostalgic for that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. On the way this morning... We found out how much, or I haven't found out yet, but Lisa says it's uh, it's a little jarring how much Matthew McConaughey is getting paid by UT to teach a class. So we'll find out. I'll find out along with you coming up in just a few minutes. Brandon, do you have a topic for the After Buzz today? Or? I got a few different topics. Talk about uh, anniversary weekend this past weekend with the wife. One year anniversary. One year anniversary. And then also... The paper anniversary. Did you know that? I did. Because my gift was paper. Okay. I hope it had a president's face on it. I was going to say, was it money? No. Or maybe... It was just a piece of paper. Here you go. Did you know like they have the gold and silver anniversary? Yeah, and the diamond. Yeah, but the early ones are like paper. I think wood. Plastic. (laughs) Wood is coming up. Right. So yeah, so talk about that. And then also, everybody on Facebook has been sharing the, make sure you get registered to vote because if you don't vote, you get to say nothing and, you're, and, you know, and your voice doesn't count. And I'm sitting here like, dude, less people need to vote because yeah. you are t- far too misinformed to be deciding what happens to our country. So I'll be talking about this that. This is an unpopular opinion I've had for a long time. Don't, don't vote if you don't know anything about Mm-hmm. What's going on? I mean, if you do, by all means, but there are plenty of times when there's something on the ballot that is like, well, land I don't commissioner. know. Right. Well, it could be land commissioner. It could be like a local city council. If I don't really know anything about either one of them, I would rather abstain from, abstain from voting if I don't know what I'm, what no, I'm talking I'm with, about. I'm man, I am with you 100% on that so I'll be talking about that because it's just I see it constantly on Facebook over the past couple of days since we had national um, was it voter registration day I think it was yesterday Um, and it's you know make sure you go register to vote you need your voice to be heard I'm like no we need people to be more quiet because there's a lot of idiots out there Mm. coming up uh, and this doesn't tie in with your idiot comment at all but tomorrow we're going to have Sean Spice for the former White House (laughs) spokesperson yes Spice up your life he's now on Dancing with the Stars and he was not the first person voted out we need to tell Emily that he's coming. She's a big spicy fan. Yeah. Sean Spicer is going to be on tomorrow. Also actor Diedrich Bader. Office space. Who was he in office space? 
If you were to have a million dollars, what would you do? Two chicks at the same time? Yeah. What kind of chicks do you think you could get to do that for a million dollars? Kind of chicks that double up on a dude like me? That's <laughs> Dietrich Bader. He was also in Drew Carey's show. He was also Rex Quando and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Napoleon Dynamite. So we got uh, that on the way. <laughs> I forgot about that. He's great, man. <laughs> forgot about what, Rex Quando? <laughs> Do you think I'm a loser because I go home to Starla every night? <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Professor Matthew McConaughey is teaching a class this semester. I believe I have the facts straight this semester mm -hmm. at the University of For Texas. A year. And uh, I guess, is it a film class or so what is it? he's going to be teaching for a year and you guys are going to laugh. I messed up. I thought a period was a comma. Oh. So, <laughs> so it's not as much as you thought it was. No. How much did, tell me how much you thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was in the millions. Oh. <laughs> and it wasn't. I looked at it right now. I thought, ooh. Gotta get my contacts checked. Uh, it looks like he's gonna be making, he's gonna be doing it for a year. And this class, uh, he's gonna have a special appearance by um, Jeff Nichols, is gonna be visiting Who's and speaking. Who's Jeff Nichols? Uh, he's an actor. <laughs> yeah, but he needs to be a Jack Nicholson, man. <gasps> that would be really cool. Yeah, but he's Matthew McConaughey. He's an Academy Award winner. Boy, did you ever think that uh, Wooderson from. Uh, Days to Confused. Confused would ever win an Academy Award. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, no, Jeff Nichols is actually his director from the movie Mud. And oh, it's actually a good movie, but... Yeah, so he's the director from that, so he'll be coming to talk to the class. Some of the subjects that they'll be looking over, so for uh, he's going to be doing The the Gentleman and The Beach Bum, which I've heard really good things about The Beach Bum. That movie's out right now. I think the Beach Bum was the same director who made Kids, which was a kind of controversial movie in the 90s. And he made, oh, the one where James Franco plays this white rapper in Florida. White Boy Spring Rick? Breakers. Oh, Spring oh, Breakers. Spring Breakers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that movie. Uh, yeah. He's been a teacher there part-time since fall of 2015. Uh, who has? McConaughey? Yeah. He's been Maybe they told him, hey, listen, we love you being on the sideline, but some of the other professors are studying complaining. You need to <laughs> teach a class or something to you get to be like, on the sideline. Yeah, we got you that parking pass. Like, we got, you got to make it worth it. Uh, yeah, so it looks like he's going to be making $12,000 a year. So $6,000 a semester for teaching the film class at Moody College of Communication. That and seems like kind of a... A nominal, almost like an honorarium yeah. type of fee. Yes, this is going to be his first semester as a full-time staff member. He's been co-teaching the Script to Scream film production class uh, with Scott Rice. He developed the course's curriculum and provides a unique behind-the-scenes view of each stage of a film's production. They say he has a passion for teaching for all things cinematic that is palpable and even infectious. This fall semester, he's going to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just imagine sitting around and the whole class starts doing that and you're naked in a bongo circle and uh, I mean, it is pretty cool, especially for a film student, that you do get to go from the very beginning stages of a movie and go with him step by step. I would imagine that's a class that is like every seat is taken up. 
Oh yeah, like they probably had to have some. Like, how did they? What were the criteria? The for economics majors are like, yeah, no, I'm taking screen, screen to <laughs> something or other. McConaughey write McConaughey. a cover letter to why you want to take the class, and some kids just wrote, "All right, all right, yeah, all, all right. right," and he was like, "Boom, you're in." Yeah, they're like, "Look, it'd be cooler if you let me in, so let's do it." <laughs> you don't have to let me in your class, but be a lot cooler if you did. Professor McConaughey is making six thousand per semester. Yeah. That's not yeah. terrible. Did you think it was 1.2 million? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because when Lisa was talking about that this morning, that got me thinking about how big, this, like, how large the University of Texas is. It's because pretty big. Because I was under the impression that it was the largest one in the country. It is not. Is it even in the top 10? It's in the top 10, but it is not the largest. If you could guess a number of where you think it's at in the top 10, where do you think UT is at? Seven or eight? Seven. Ooh. Now, here I'm, comes the ultimate question. Can you name some of the other schools in the top 10? OSU. Number three. You mean, Probably, o, you mean Ohio State, yeah, right? Yeah, not Oklahoma State. Or, or Oregon State. Or no, I mean Ohio, Ohio State. State. Okay. The Ohio State University. Okay. So you've got number three and number seven. Michigan? Uh, Michigan not in hmm. the top oh. 10. Because what Buzz was like, yeah, there's like 100-something thousand students. And I, I was like, <laughs> no, I think you're talking about how large their stadium is. Which, yes, that's uh, Ohio State Stadium. I think it holds about 102, 103,000. They can max it out for even more. But the enrollment at Ohio State University is 59,837 students. How many? 59,837 students. That's a lot. Now, the number I'm one... I'm going to say University of Phoenix. <laughs> uh, not on the list. Oh. Um, but the number one school has over 66,000. Wow. I don't know. What is it? University of Central Florida is number one. Number two is a Texas school. Number two? Texas yep. A&M? Texas A&M wow. in College Station, Texas. 64, just over 64,000 students enrolled. And then you got a couple... I wonder of, if they count like students who take most of their classes online or don't, don't actually I live. I think as long as you're enrolled. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's what it would be. But you've got a bunch of Florida schools in here as well. Florida International comes in at number four. Where's Barbizon uh, Hair College on that list? Uh, not in the top ten. <laughs> University of Florida is number five, and then you also have the University of South Florida at number ten. Okay. Well, uh, we don't know what the class size is for Matthew McConaughey's class. Uh, we don't know what his teaching style really is, but we could imagine what a class taught mm. by Matthew McConaughey. I'd take that class. Got real true detective there. It's like almost a philosophy class. <gasps> He'd be so good at that. Time is a flat circle. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This is the week that a lot of shows come back on what television. What is your shirt? I just noticed. Are you wearing a crushed velvet shirt? <laughs> yeah, you have one of the weirdest fashions today, man. Oh, he comes in today. He comes in my studio and he's all, make a note. I'm calling it now. That he's a leopard and uh, plaid. No, no, no. I said, and I stand by it. In fact, Lisa, thank you for bringing it up. Check out my jacket. Tartan plaid and leopard print together yeah. is the new black. Okay. For fall 2019. But just in case it's it not, out. he's had his crushed velvet black shirt on. Yeah, I thought you were wearing a robe. Opulence. I have it. Are you going to get a mini giraffe now, too? If I can. Uh, I just looked right at your shirt. I'm all, what the? 
I mean, not every guy could pull this look off. I was gonna say, low key including, though, including me. What he's wearing <laughs> is three very specific things I searched to purchase. This yeah. Really? Yeah, I wanted like a tartan plaid skirt, and then I was looking for a crushed green velvet like a jumpsuit <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas, and then um, a leopard. I was looking for like a nice like fuzzy. Kind of like a chenille. Just go shopping with me. We can go to the. We can his or her at, at Macy's. Good lord! But I want those separate. I want those as separate outfits. Buzzes all. And put it, put it all, all together. together right? Put it all into one, man. I'm like a hot fudge Sunday of style. <laughs> we both commented on a shirt, by the way. The shirt or the jacket? The, well, the jacket. So when I went, I thought it was a robe. And the second Lisa walks in the studio, I don't even think the door had closed yet, and it, Lisa immediately goes. What's up with your shirt? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, you're owning it. You got it. Well, we've got an update uh, from Making a Murder, which is a show we really, really got heavily invested in when it came out a couple of years ago on Netflix. Or it was Netflix, yeah, Netflix right? Yeah. Yes. There's this guy, Stephen Avery. When he was a fairly young man, he was convicted of a rape. And the woman picked him out of a lineup. Well, years after he'd spent time in prison, he was still in prison, there was DNA evidence that exonerated him. And the woman apologized. He kind of became, uh, in Wisconsin, somebody to be seen for politicians to be seen with. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, we owe this man uh, a big apology. uh, Apology. Until a few years after he was let out of prison exonerated on that, he was the prime suspect in the disappearance of a newspaper photographer, and he got convicted of that for her murder. And then they they found, I'd have to rewatch it again, but I mean, they found a lot of evidence. I can't really give all the details like I could when I was in the middle of it but Buzz is still on the side well of, they found her car guilty. in their junkyard which is what his family did they found like the fire pit and bone fragments right on their property yeah and I was like who else come on honestly guys who else could have done it well apparently somebody else who just confessed and the problem with those two pieces of evidence is that there was also evidence that like hey these things were put here not by them Remember with the car, when they were looking for it, it was it was barely covered up. It was almost like whoever put it there wanted the car to be found on that property. I've heard that argument before. It's like, hey, this was done by somebody who had to have been very stupid. Therefore, it couldn't have been the obvious person. But come on, you <laughs> I mean... There are no Mensa members in that family. Well, no, but saying. I mean. Okay, so we could relitigate this whole thing, but they, they already did it, and not only Stephen Avery got sent to prison, but his nephew, who well, was in high school at the time, got sent kid. to prison. And he is, like, when you hear about somebody who's mentally handicapped, get railroaded by the legal system. Brandon that, Dassey. Brandon Dassey is who I feel sorry for. So you think Stephen Avery was guilty, but you think Brendan Dassey not involved. He just kind of got caught up in everything. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This was, uh, what did you send me? The phone call that Brendan made to his mom? Yeah, it's a, this was a previously unheard phone call between Brendan Dessie and his mom. Oh. Hello, this is a collect call from... Brendan. 
I didn't know what I was going to hear. You're supposed there. to wait till the very end, though, because the very end. Yeah. Is where... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Brendan. What? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, mom. What? April tenth is WrestleMania. Yeah, on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> That's poor dude. What do you say? April tenth is what? WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So, what's the latest here? Somebody says that they did it. That's pretty much it. Well, but it's also a guy who's currently in prison on his own murder charge. Yeah, so Sean, is it Sean Reck? R-E-A-C-H, he's the director of Convicting a Murderer. Um, he had a quote when all this stuff came out. He said, we haven't confirmed the legitimacy of the confession, but seeing as it was given by a notable convicted murderer from Wisconsin, we feel responsible to deliver any and all possible sure. evidence to law enforcement and legal teams. So, I mean, just because somebody is admitting to it, doesn't necessarily mean they're being truthful, well, especially if you know this person's character is highly suspect. There are a lot of reasons that somebody already convicted of a murder might take credit for crimes that they didn't commit, and that could be as simple as Boredom. they get to spend more time with a lawyer, they mm -hmm. get to leave jail to go possibly to go to court. Uh, you know, there there are many different reasons why somebody might uh, cop to something they didn't they didn't do. So it's not like. As soon as this guy says he did it, they, they throw open the door, the jail cell, and let Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey go. I guess the the reason I feel bad for Brendan Dassey is because they, they had the audio of these two cops working him over, and it was just like two seasoned cops who know how to get people to say what they want them to say. Basically shooting fish, in a shooting, shooting a fish in a barrel because this mm -hmm. kid would have said anything because he wanted to get home in time to watch WrestleMania. I mean that was part Did of he what he did. Did you get to said. watch WrestleMania? I know that probably doesn't. Uh, he was still in. He was still yeah. in jail when WrestleMania happened. Because remember when he, and he was, was back like there he needed to be back for six. He basically admitted to taking part in a murder and said, "I have a test in six period." This, he thought he was going to be let go. Yeah. And, but they had kind of led him to believe yeah. that all you have to do is say this and, and you're And we'll let you go. Right. And everything will be fine. So and this, it's just, it, that's the most, one of the most infuriating things about this whole documentary is that the fact that they did that to this poor kid. Uh, so that's where it stands now. There's a guy who's got his own murder conviction who's claiming that he killed the photographer for the thrifty nickel. Uh, but of course that as we say, there's a lot of reasons somebody else might confess to something they didn't do. And it looks like they are working on that documentary, Convicting a Murderer, which is a 10-part documentary series, which is currently in post-production. That's who, um, Sean Reck, that's the guy who uh, um, came was talking about, shared this. hey, we have all this other information and evidence that we're going to present to both, both legal teams and law enforcement. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. It looks like the wheels are rolling on impeachment. It's not an official impeachment, but it is an official impeachment inquiry at this point. I know. So Nico comes like in all excited. Happening. I'm like, calm down, calm yeah. down. I'm like, you're way too excited. <laughs> so I was very interested, like in the thing that uh, Fox News and Trump were saying yesterday is, oh, no, no, no. Who you really need to be investigating is Joe Biden. 
because his son had a job. Nah. Uh, they need to uh, look into him because he's not Trump. Yeah. That's the whole point. He's not me. So the whole thing with uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, and this energy corporation is, I mean, there is something kind of wrong with somebody getting a job. And the whole thi- thing is, it's like you're getting paid 50000 a month. And your main qualification for this job is your dad is vice president. But also, that happens with every president. I was looking back at mm-hmm. all the uh, presidents who had family members who somehow magically started getting these sweetheart deals coming their way mm-hmm. because they were related to the president or vice president or an important senator. Uh, Lisa, tell us about this gender reveal and why some people are so mad at this couple over their gender reveal. Yeah, you can see this is up at buzzadamshow.com. But a Texas couple is being slammed for using a hippo at the zoo for their gender reveal. Uh, Like, you've seen a lot of these gender reveals. I feel like they're getting just more and more ridiculous every single time. Well, you want to do something that nobody else has done. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we could remember the hit border a golf patrol agent though that started a wildfire, I think, in Arizona on accident in his gender reveal. You know, it's a good gender reveal in the delivery room when it happens. Surprise! Hey, what's that? That's a boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So this couple. Wait, you're not against looking at the the ultrasound and seeing what it is if people want to do that are yeah, you? I mean you could do that too but. you can do it too but just some of these are so eccentric and over the top I was looking up this couple when I was writing the story can and I play this yeah. can I just play it in the um, background and look at it I yeah I think so uh But, I mean, some of these, I was looking up just, like, for the actual gender reveal. I thought, oh, okay, well, let me look at the story. Let me look at the video. Setting the record straight after this viral video has been viewed millions of times. Uh, Look how excited that hippo is, though. They're throwing (laughs) a watermelon to a a hippo. His name is Tank. And when the hippo bites into the watermelon, it's filled with pink stuff. Blue. Oh, blue. Excuse me. Blue That's stuff. That's a boy. Yes. It's filled with I guess blue a, jello. I guess a watermelon is normally filled with pink stuff. It's called the inside of a watermelon. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually how it works. It shows a hippo eating a watermelon, revealing a blue liquid. So some people are livid that uh, this couple, first of all, chose to do this, but also the zoo let them do it. Yeah, and they're saying uh, this is one of the worst gender reveals ever. How dare you do this to the hippo? Um, clearly, the hippo likes it. Look at him. Social media expressed concern about this gender reveal party, saying that the blue liquid wasn't good for the hippo. What was the blue liquid? It was blue jello. All right. Apparently, the hippo already eats jello. <laughs> It's an organic. They said it's an organic food coloring that they used, and the jello itself is harmless to the hippo. Well, I know from our contacts with people at the local zoo that one of the challenges is uh, presenting the food in an interesting way for the animals. So, so they'll want to eat right. it. So, and also just to keep them from getting bored, you know, having the same thing. So there are different fun ways that they get the food to at not only zoo, hippos. I do but the same thing with my kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 
seriously. Uh, so they they get ba- they got bashed online. I used to make Dora the Explorer pancakes. <laughs> Dora's hair was bacon, and her <laughs> eyes were blueberries. So the this is the capital of Texas Zoo, and they had to come out and say, "Look, the director said I worked at like six different zoos. We've all given them watermelons." All right, so there's watermelon. It's got blue. Jello. They say that there's nothing toxic in the Jello, and that people are getting their panties up in a wad for nothing. Right. And the, although the great part was, is when I I was googling this to look for this exact story so that I could get the all the facts, I pulled up gender reveals, and there's just an entire. These are all new stories. Uh, there's one where they used a cannon. Another one where they used drug-sniffing police dogs. Uh, <laughs> Did what? you get the blue, blue meth? <laughs> or the Half pink the- Oxycontin? <laughs> Half the family doesn't show up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a little insane to look at all of these different... People have viewed this video on Twitter on one account alone. It shows Tank the Hippopotamus at the capital of Texas Zoo in Bastrop County chomping down an entire oh, watermelon. In one bite. That is a hungry, hungry hippo. Uh, <laughs> forget the jello. Should he eat the rind? That's like not good for anybody. Yeah, no. I, th- I think it's probably. O- I mean, sure a hippo can eat the rind. Yeah, I don't think the hippo is able to open up a water. By the way, yeah, and he's, I'm pretty sure as far as seeds go too, he's not worried about that. that they, they don't grow in your stomach. No. Revealing that John. So, yeah, they do. Why do you think hippos are so fat? <laughs> so this is just a case of. People not knowing what the hell they're talking about, getting bent out of shape over something because people, for some strange reason, feel they need to save the world by pointing out the stupidest damn things on the planet. Yeah, because I didn't understand what we had done so wrong. I honestly kind of hurt by some of the stuff that people were saying. Joseph says they received especially hurtful comments after her husband reacted like this. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) That it was a boy? He ought to be thanking God he didn't get killed by a hippo because a hippo will straight up murder a human being. Yeah, but people are upset because he said thank God because he, he had a preference for a boy. Isn't yeah, that and they said they said, look, I, we would have been happy with a girl, but yeah. he just he wanted. Sometimes a boy. dads want a boy. Sometimes moms want a girl. What? Yeah, I was gonna say, what if the mom said thank God it was a girl? Would yeah. she get the same amount of backlash? Who probably, cares? Yeah, probably. Good God. Blue instead of pink. Joseph says this was a misunderstanding. We've been trying for a while to have a baby and we have a little girl. So um, we were really, we wanted to have one of each. Yeah, we're over girls. (laughs) 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 Got to even it out, man. Look how cute that hippo is, though. Tank's like, what's the problem? Everybody bring me watermelon. All right. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This is a big week for comedy in West Texas. And tonight in El Paso, comedian Tom Segura is going to be performing uh, at the Plaza Theater. So great venue to see uh, some comedy. And Tom Segura joins us on the telephone. Hi, Tom. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. So uh, are you in Texas or on your way? You catch a plane today or what's what's I'm the plan? i catch a flight here in um, uh, about two hours. Yeah. From L.A.? From L.A., yeah. I read that there's a, and you tell me if it's true or not, but this is just something I read. There's a TV deal for you and your podcast co-host, Christina, who is also your marriage co-host, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, yeah, that, well, we've had a few deals. So we've been, we've worked through a few. We're, um, 
currently just in like super podcast mode. So we've been expanding and doing more podcasts. Um, that's been like our, our big focus for now is just, I don't know, people seem to be eating them up. So we just keep making them. How often do you podcast? Um, it was at a point where, you know, we were doing our, our main podcast once a week, but like now we do that one. Plus, I do a separate one with Bert Kreischer, who's a, a comic. <laughs> Christina does a separate one, and then I'm starting a third one. So, it's um, as long as people keep, you know, you know how it is. They keep wanting you to do it. You're like, all right, I'll just keep making more of them. Yeah, yeah. That's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, you do this radio show probably uh, more than a couple hours a week. I'm guessing uh, more than a couple hours a yeah. week for sure. So, uh, Bert Kreischer, also one of our favorite comics. Uh, yeah, to hear it. Uh, the machine. The machine. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the diet bet that you had with Bert? Oh well, the last. I mean, we had a weight loss contest. A weight loss contest, probably yeah. what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. Which I won. Let's just start there. <laughs> yeah. And then um, no, no, he's super fat. I don't know. If he's <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he also just did that. What was it? The biking marathon that he did? Because I, I listened to the the podcast Years and Burts, and that that sounded a little intense. Like, what was it? Thirty, forty miles, fifty miles? He had to bike in New it Jersey. Was, uh, I think it was sixty-two miles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Im- impressive. Uh, what all in, all in the same day? Yeah. <laughs> no, it it is impressive. It's impressive that he's alive every time. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just like, whoa, you're you're here. All right, that's good. Let's do this, man. Yeah. Um, did you have an Uncrustable sandwich yet? Because I did see that, and I was just I was amazed that you haven't had one of what's those before. Un- what's his Uncrustable sandwich? You what? what is I don't it's know a sandwich with is. no crust like yeah. you, like your mom would cut it off when you're four years yeah, old or something but instead Let me tell you Smuckers how dumb does it. this is okay <laughs> he sets this up he's like and then you know one of my favorite things is uncrustable so he mentions it I'm like what's that he has this outrageous reaction that I don't know what it is then he goes you're gonna lose your mind when you have one I'm like okay so they get uncrustables for us. He puts it in front of me. It's it's a sandwich. Wait, 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 Tom. Is it Uncrustable a product or just a sandwich that you make and cut the crust? Is it's it a, a like product. It's a it's prepackaged a product. product. Gotcha. It's a prepackaged product, which is makes it even more amazing. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right. So I take a bite and I go, it's a peanut butter. It's pe- it's peanut butter and jelly, which is I'm not saying like it tastes like peanut butter and jelly it is <laughs> just just without the am i understanding this yeah. right it's yeah. just without the it's crust it's in the frozen section i like the crust <laughs> i mean i wouldn't want it to all be crust but like it could be the heel on one side it'd be okay with that it's like someone saying have you had a milk free cup of brew and you're like what is it oh it's coffee oh okay. <laughs> yeah, <I have> <laughs> so Oh, uncru- I've seen those. I go, yeah, dude, it's a peanut butter. He goes, isn't it amazing? I go, I mean, it's amazing in the way that peanut butter and jelly is amazing. <laughs> it's not like a new discovery. He slipped out. So he's, he's, he's That's all amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I love Bert. It's hard to believe Ryan Reynolds played him in a movie. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> um. A lot of comics, uh, Tom, we're talking to Tom Segura. Oh, by the way, we have something in common. ¿Cómo está usted, Tom? Muy bien, gracias. El nuevo programa que voy a empezar, el otro podcast, es Tom Segura en español. 
y vienen como dos semanas y va a ser todito, todito español en YouTube, por podcast en todos lados, y si quieren me ayudar, porque el año que viene voy a hacer shows en vivo, en español, también voy a llegar hasta México para hacer mi programa ahí en español también. Todos los empleados deben lavarse las manos antes de regresar a su trabajo. That was impressive. Yeah, no. The new podcast is all in Spanish. Really? Oh, okay. Does Christina speak Spanish? Hell no. No, she's she's Canadian. She's, she's like Hungarian. a blonde from Canadian. From Canadian. <laughs> she's a blonde from Canadian. <laughs> by birth, but um, she is Hungarian by yeah. her by blood, and she does speak a decent amount of Hungarian. Oh, now, is yeah. she is she a Canadian who speaks French, or is that just like certain no, Canadian? No. <laughs> no, she doesn't speak any French. She left it when she was two. So her oh, friend, okay. Yeah, it didn't really pick up. So a lot of comics, Tom, have talked uh, over the past couple of years about how stand-up audiences have changed in the past decade or 20 years. And I'm thinking of Seinfeld and Chappelle here. And usually when they talk about the way audiences change, it's not usually in a great way. Yeah. Have you noticed anything similar or different from what you hear from some of these other guys? Well, I mean, what I've noticed is that the live audiences are still, you know, they're great. Like, you go out and you do shows. I mean, of course, you you have you have your individual shows where you're like, that was, a, that was a kind of a sensitive crowd or something like that. But for the most part, people coming out to these shows, they're down for a comedy show. I think what's different is that technology has made it so everybody's, we're all connected, right? And and everybody can weigh in on anything, even things that they're barely familiar with. So that's really what stands out. And yeah, every time, uh, you know, somebody ha makes a joke and it gets out there, like the joke is, you know, pumped into the ecosystem. By the way, no joke ever translates to somebody else uh, retweeting it in an angry way. Like it never <laughs> conveys the humor that it was <laughs> that it was said with, right? No, of course not, because... As you know, there's there's nuance to jokes. There's nuance to telling it, and and there's context. And then you know when you do a little snippet, uh, or when you transcribe a joke, and you're like, this is what the person said. It's like you're not really getting how the joke was delivered. So in that sense, you know, it's become like a sport where people they get all excited about how they can target and make it. It's crazy that you make comedians like the big villain, you know? <laughs> like, that's the real issue here, is that comics are making jokes. No, yeah. I mean, it's... Well, it's, a comic said something that was ridiculous and maybe kind of, like, cl close to the line. Wow, good taste. What, what, who would have guessed that that's the case <laughs> since that's been comedy since forever? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I mean, it just, it's depressing to me, like, when when jokes, you know are talked about and then you see this like just this public it's almost like going for blood it reminds me of like gladiator stuff you know where everybody everybody gathers around in, you know in a digital way to be like can we can we take down this person can we ruin this person over this joke yeah this guy's got a or gal or whoever's got a new thing let's kind of go through with a fine tooth comb and see what we can find to uh, make them look bad I say if you're going to do that that should go for the people <laughs> trying to I call it uh, I've heard it referred to as like cancel culture it's yeah. like you try and get somebody canceled 
by going it through it. Why don't you just? Why don't we just do that with those? Because well, here's the thing: it is cancel culture, and you can do it for everyone. But it's like I don't know. I think it's a different. I mean, people either go, you know, like if you told me, hey, you know, uh, whatever, seven years ago, the, you you said this, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. I I feel like like I dodged a real bullet with Twitter because I was encouraged to get on it when it, you know, when Twitter first started being a thing. And I was everything short of being ordered to do it and to do it in a controversial or, uh, you know, a way that stirred up. Uh, I'm glad I didn't do it. I just never got into Twitter because I know uh, what they expected oh, from me. It, yeah. Right. It, I would have probably said some things that somebody's going to dig up down the road. Fortunately, I say it on the radio and then it's gone into the ether <laughs> forever. Dude, who hasn't done that? Like, what person out there is walking around being like, I've never said anything that I don't regret. Well, nobody. No, the answer is not a single person because, and this is a newsflash, nobody's perfect. <laughs> I mean... And we I all have know. dumb opinions. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know why, like... I guess it's because it's, a, it's an easier target, but it's like, hey, man, let's make, uh, let's make this about taking uh, funny people down. <laughs> it's just like the dumbest thing. Yeah. Um, we do a thing called the Mount Rushmore uh, once a week, and it's different things. Eventually, we're going to do stand-up comics, and that's a whole debate waiting to happen. Do you do you have like some names that you would recommend for the Mount Rushmore of all-time stand-up comics? Oh man, that's um, I know that it like it becomes blasphemous to say to leave off certain names, but like I'm a I'm a big believer in that everybody. Should, should do those types of lists based on who does it for them, you know, because I feel like when you, you leave off certain, like, old school guys and people get upset and you're like, yeah, but I wasn't around for that. So well, I don't... Or, let me, let me or Bert Kreischer, he'll be like, why didn't you put me up there? <laughs> we, <laughs> oh my God. He'd be like, it's just like four things of me, right? <laughs> <laughs> we just, this week, we did... Uh, Mount Rushmore of rock guitarist, and that was very divisive. And we're, those wounds are still he- healing, even here on the show, <laughs> about who got put on and left off. Yeah. Um, is there any like one name that would be the George Washington of your Mount Rushmore of comedy? I mean, I guess I would probably say Carlin, just because I I really love the guy. And then for me, you know, I always think about the different phases that I was in, like you know, I was a kid. Eddie Murphy was like my big guy, and then when I started doing stand up, and I like had done it for no, right before I did stand up, it would be Chris Rock because you know I was in college and I he was like just like the in his peak. He was so good. He still is good. He's he still, still is good. Sure. Yeah, but it was like he did back to back like unbelievable specials, and then when I started doing stand up, and I was trying to figure it out, you always emulate somebody for a minute because. You're kind of not sure what to do, and you see somebody doing it, and you're like, that's what I want to do. And for me, that was Dave Attell. So I was just oh, like... Yeah, Dave's great. I was, I was just so so into being him. Even now when I see him, I can't talk to him like a, like casually like a friend. Because, like you fanboy out on him? Yeah, I still am <laughs> like, yes, sir. He's like, why? Why don't you blink? You look weird. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I look at him like a, you know, like a big brother. You know, I think when we when we eventually do the Mount Rushmore stand up comics, I think Richard Pryor is going to have to be mm-hmm. go on there. Uh, and I I know some people are going to say Lenny Bruce. I've only heard Lenny Bruce's name as it's like, well, he was 
he said some things that he got in trouble for. I eventually I saw some of Lenny Bruce's stand up. I don't want to knock Lenny Bruce, but he's not. Uh, he's not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea <laughs> is what I yeah, would but say. I mean, like that's my point. It's like he shouldn't be on your Mount Rushmore. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. the whole po- the whole point of the Mount Rushmore is finding some kind of consensus and just arguing yeah. it out. So okay, all right, Tom Segura, uh, looking forward to seeing you El Paso one night only at the Plaza Theater. Check uh, Plaza Theater Ticketmaster for ticket availability, but do it quickly. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Tom, for being on with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I had a great time. Yeah, okay, we'll talk right. to you soon. Right. Bye-bye. There is uh, Tom Segura, one of the He's, hottest comics right now. Oh, my God. You need to listen to his podcast because they go into how they got in trouble uh, from performing. Who, him and Bert? Yeah, uh, they did it at the Naval Base in Hawaii. And they were told, you know, keep it clean. There's a four-star general here. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, great, watch me go. Right. And That's immediately like- they're like, you don't make fun of... The Hawaiian people, you need to not make fun of the Japanese, Pearl Harbor. Tom Score is going off there like, click. Joe, he's all, there's a lot of fat people on this island. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's like, and then he goes off about another thing about, he's like, yeah, I couldn't find my way around. But then they're all these Japanese, you know, they just really knew their way around the whole entire island. And they're like, yeah, we got, we, we, we got a lot. Are of you trouble. cleaning up the joke a little bit? Oh, completely. <laughs> completely. Yeah, what, what's the Navy going to do? You can't kill all people. Oh, anymore. they were doing great though. <laughs> <laughs> they were said they're like we were killing and everyone's laughing and then we get off stage and they're like the, the general's wife is crying. <laughs> Mission accomplished. They should have brought out one of those George Bush signs across battleship. The general's wife is crying. Mission accomplished. I do love New York. I do. I was walking down uh, West 16th Street earlier today and this homeless guy started peeing on my leg. <laughs> Now, in all fairness to him, I think I was standing where he normally pees. Okay? So, I don't know if you've ever had that, but I let him finish, all right? You don't want to start and stop. I know it doesn't feel good. So, when he was done, he asked me if I had any spare change. And I said no, because I didn't. And then you know what he did? Then he wished me well. But in a really creepy kind of way where you feel like some <laughs> about to go down. You know? Where you're like, I'm sorry, man. I don't have anything for you. Oh, that's all right, man. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> What'd you say to me? What was that? <laughs> Nothing. I hope you have healthy children. <laughs> like, I don't have children. I got a 20. Don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We are just a few days away from October. October means Halloween. Yeah. And uh, there's an auction going on. It's got a lot of uh, Hollywood memorabilia. Lisa's going to tell us some of the stuff up that you could bid on. But a lot of it is has to do with horror movie memorabilia. Yeah, you're going to want to check out this auction. We're talking about films like A Nightmare on Elm Street, Child Play, The Shining, and a lot more. Los Angeles Out Auction House Profiles in History. They're curating an event called The Icons and Legends of Hollywood. It's taking place today and tomorrow. They're going to be auctioning off 900 items from very iconic movies. Have you ever purchased uh, movie memorabilia? No. You can sometimes find them on eBay. Like, that's the thing. They'll have Hollywood memorabilia. 
and usually they'll include a picture of the item. So I have from Gangs of New York. You know, you know who the actor Brendan Gleeson is. Yeah, Mad Eye Moody. Right. Yeah. Well, he played yeah. a character named Monk. Yeah, with a big club. And I have one of the clubs what? that they use. They had a, they had like a dozen, but I have one of the That's clubs amazing. that he used. A shillelagh. And I got it. I don't want to say what I got it for. <laughs> I mean, oh, it was that sounds that sounds creepy. Well, it was. It, I mean, it was a. It was like three hundred bucks. So, I, but I really love that movie. So. Do you, you want to name some of the things, and I'll tell you, like, would I be willing to pay $1,000 for that? Probably this stuff is going to go for, for more, mm. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Okay, how about this? The stunt axe used by Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Here's Johnny. What, by stunt axe, is that the one that appeared on screen? The iconic scene in The Shining. I would definitely pay $1,000. Really? Does it say what the bidding's going to start at? And you know what? I don't... Like, if I had a chance to, to lock it in for $1,000, I would do that. Uh, that's kind of understandable. Yeah, that's a really... What do you do with it? You frame it? it probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely put it up on the wall. <laughs> Tell people what it is. And you can break it in case of emergency. <laughs> is it made of uh, rubber? You know, or it, is it an axe? It's in the video, so I haven't actually looked okay. at it, but I've seen it is in it, it is in the video. Let's uh, just play. Would you buy it for a thousand dollars? Sorry, they have an animation in Disney auction coming up, guys. I'm busy. It's in October 18th. Okay. What's that? Just like a bunch of cells from Disney animated things. You yeah. know what a cell is? Well, there's like animal the, cells and plant cells. No, no, the individual <laughs> from a cartoon, uh, the individual okay. frame, right? Yeah, you know, actually, um, there's I, I've been to someone's house and they have those going up the stairs, all those different cells. Like it's really pretty. Uh, no, I, it looks like it's a lot of uh, original, yeah, original artwork for that one, uh, but they haven't released right. exactly. So icons and legends of Hollywood. So yes, that. What about the Chucky doll? The, the actual doll? So it's not the uh, scary Chucky. We're talking oh, about the, the good guy's doll. Just the redhead? The pre-scary Chucky, I guess. Yeah, I mean, let's make the deal. You could get it for $1,000, but you can't turn around and sell it for what it's actually worth. Like, you got to keep it. You know, because it would be very easy to say, yeah, I'd pay $1,000 and then turn around and sell it for ten grand. Yeah. Or whatever it might mm-hmm. actually go for. Yes. Yeah, so. It's like it's like a thousand dollars. You can't make your money back. Boy, I I would. Yeah, you know that. I mean, I, I'm I, not a, a, especially a Chucky fan. It's a horror movie that I remember. How about the Freddy? Uh, one of the sweaters from Freddy Krueger. How many are there? Total. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many they are, but I know that they do have one for sale. Yeah. That'd be dope. How about a chainsaw from Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Again, I would really like to know how many exist. Like, I I don't want to get one and there's like a a thousand of them that they used. It probably would be like not that much, but it'd be a lot more maybe. Nah, I gotta gotta watch the bank account here. Oh, man. Listen to this. Look at that. Did you see the video that they have in the, the, the first article? Yeah. Scroll down. And there's a video. Nope, screw, screw, scroll one, one down. There you go. And they, they actually show the items so you can see what they have 
for available for it. But yeah, so you can see the Chucky doll. There's some head, and I can't figure out what it is. It's like two faces melting together. One of them is... Uh, I'd pay for some head. I believe. You have paid. Jeez. Yeah, it looks like a Freddy Krueger head, but it looks like it's melting. Do you see it right there? Yeah, that's a that's a Freddy Krueger latex effect. It looks like it's the the it's, one from, it's from a scene. It looks like it's from Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors, where he <laughs> and one of his victims like meld together. Oh, were you a big fan of Nightmare on Elm Street Three? Dream Warriors. <laughs> I was a big fan of the first one. I thought that was a scary movie, and I definitely went to go see the other ones, but they kept getting I think his, more and more silly. His claws would be worth a lot, right? Well, oh, that's Captain Kirk uniform. That's the one <laughs> from the episode okay. where he fights the Gorn. It's not like the regular one. Oh. It's kind of like the wraparound one that is kind of like a pea green color instead of a yellow. I love that we're highlighting all of the great like. Oh, it is foam rubber, but they made it really it look looks like legit. metal. Yeah, yeah. It does. That's pretty cool. All right. What else? Uh, there's also in there. So these are all the horror items that we're looking at right now, as well as Star Trek, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're still going on and on about this. About this axe. We'll keep scrolling on and they'll go to the other. All right. It's a it's a chainsaw Ooh, from eight to Texas 12, Chainsaw 000. Massacre th- 3. They expect that axe to go for eight to 12,000. I pass. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot of really, really cool items on there. This is the Freddy, Freddy sweater. Crew. Yeah. that That's cool. Got a blood splatter on it. Is it bullet it. holes? Yeah, probably. Oh. <laughs> oh. Dream child, not dream warriors. <laughs> They're really getting detailed, and I'm appreciating. So it, it's more than just uh, horror genre films, right? There's also the original coffin dragster from the Munsters and the Munsters Go Home. Dragula? Uh, yes, Dragula. Sorry, how, coffin. How is Rob Zombie not just outright buying that? <laughs> right? How he is should, the guy right? who had a song called Dragula not buying the actual Dragula? Uh, he probably will be first in line. The the bidding does start at 10 a.m. Pacific. Ooh, it's a critter. Not to be confused with Gremlin. Gremlin came out, and that was a Steven Spielberg movie, and it made a lot of money mm-hmm. and got good reviews. So they made a bunch of other movies that were was basically Gremlins, but they didn't call it Gremlins, and Critters was one of them. So that's a critter. Do you know there's probably a lot of really valuable movie memorabilia that's just in somebody's storage, and it's been forgotten about? Yeah. And I bet a bunch of it gets thrown out. Like, they discovered a lot of the puppets from Labyrinth and they were in extreme states of disrepair and it was one of those things where it was like somebody didn't pay for their storage unit. Um, so it was like a... That's sad. To it was that like history. a storage war type of thing. And yeah. <gasps> it's a puppet. Hey, is that a Tron mask? That's a Tron mask. All right. All right. And they also, it's not just that. You also have uh, different movie stuff like Elizabeth Taylor's Egyptian coronation gown from Cleopatra. That is also going to be up for auction. Luke Perry's Dylan McKay High School student ID from Beverly Hills 90210 is also available. And they have a Marilyn Monroe's Clara nightgown from A Ticket to Tomahawk and property from the estate of Martin Landau, including his Golden Globe Awards for Mission Impossible and Ed Wood. And there's a lot of really Really cool stuff that's going up uh, for Titanic fans. Uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet's costumes are going to be available. And from Wesley Snipes' Blade, the 1968 Dodge Charger. That's a nice car. Yeah, so obviously those, I mean, those would go for 
for a lot of money yeah. just because it's a collectible mm. car. Darth Vader screen used signature mask and helmet from Star Wars Episode Five. Um, that's Empire Strikes Back. It oh is. yeah, that's Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, if I could get that for, <laughs> for under ten grand, I would definitely do that. Lots of cool stuff. So you can check this out online and see just different things that are available. Do you guys want to play a game of what is Buzz's girlfriend saying? Sure. Which yeah. we played yesterday. My girlfriend uh, speaks English, kind of. So <laughs> <laughs> we, I, we got some more of that on the way here in just a couple of minutes. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I've got another game of what is Buzz's girlfriend saying? What? All right. So I'm going to play a phrase, a name, a title. It's going to be something. You have to guess what it is. Brandon, I want you to go first. So nobody gets to guess before Brandon. He he went last yesterday. Okay. My girlfriend speaks English. Sort of. I'm sorry, you said that with a question mark at the end. <laughs> English dance, yeah. Clitwater, Revival. What? All right, listen carefully. Clit <laughs> dance, Clitwater, Revival. Once again, this is could be a movie title, could be an actor. You can ask a yes or no question. Is it a place? No, it is not a place. Do we all get to ask now, or? Uh. Yeah, Nico, you want to ask a question? Play again. Okay, play it one more time. Yeah, one more time. Crypt dance, click water, revival. Crypt dance? Uh Uh-huh. Click the water? Don't try and guess before you ask a question. Is she she talking about crypt walking? No. (laughs) She's not talking about crypt walking. Okay, let's hear it again. All right, Lisa. Crypt dance, click water, revival. Is she talking about water? Sounds like gleek water. Ooh. Ew. Remember what gleeking was? Where you yeah. spit out your... No, it's when you op- when your dentist tells you to open wide, and you do, and there's a reflex under your tongue where the stream of water just shoots out and hits the dentist assistant. But the then face. you can do it on command, too. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Sometimes do you it. can. Yeah, that was a, always a big thing as kids trying to do it on command in like elementary school. Let me see. I've got to... To gleek on each other? Yeah. I, I'm going to say no. She's not talking about water. Is water one of the words? Hold on a second. I've got another. I think I asked her to say it again. Uno, uno más. Crit dance, crit water, revival. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon, what's your question? Um, Is one of the words water? Like, is water in there? Yes. So that means we are you get to that. keep ask, asking questions. You, keep, you can ask until you get a no. Do you want to hear the phrase again? Yeah. Greek dance, Greek water, revival. Greek dance, Greek water. Yeah. You're going to, that's your guess. You're not going to ask for another question. You're what just, it sounds like, yeah. All right. Is it Greek dance, what did you say? Mm-hmm. Greek um, water. Greek water. Greek water. <laughs> no, it is not. Nico, back to you. You what know, is Buzz's girlfriend trying to say? I've had normal conversations with her too. It's a should, <laughs> are they really that normal? Nah, they're definitely not. Uno, uno más. Crit dance, crit water, revival. 
All right, I'm going to go with, I'm going to solve, Alec. You're just going to solve. You don't yeah. want to ask a question. No. Actually, I do. Is she talking about a dance at any point? No. <sighs> Even though you get a no, you can still guess. You just can't ask another question. Crypt walk. Clearwater. Ribaldi. <laughs> Is it Crypt Dance Clearwater Ribaldi? It is not. Lisa, back to you. Uh, okay, one more time. You're, you're our last chance. Crit dance, click water, revival. You can ask a question, don't forget. Uh, she's talking about vans. Bands with a B? No. The last word's river. Wait, what is, what is your question? Is she Vans? V. V A N S. <gasps> no. She's not talking about Vans. Would you care to take a guess as to what my girlfriend is saying? Lisa wants context. That's what the whole that's what the questions are supposed to be for. Mm, I don't know. Okay, Brandon, back to you. Uh, is it something from entertainment? That could be music, movies. It is from entertainment. Oh, okay. very, very good. good. Can I hear it one more time? Creep dance. Dance. Clit quarter. Oh, I guess I went back too far. So this ain't dance. Uno, uno mas. Creep dance. Clit quarter. Revival. Revival. So this is just written down on a page. That's, that's, she's reading something I've written down. Oh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Is it Creedence Clearwater Revival? <laughs> It is. Shout out to my angry old man, Jack. <laughs> you guys aren't supposed to be looking on it's the chat or no, anything. I'm not. I'm even, I'm even putting in the chat. Jack Go just he texted me. Answer in the chat. Oh, Lisa didn't even get it by herself. No, no of course no, not. Jack. Lisa was not even paying attention. I wasn't. Click <laughs> dance. Click dance. Click water. Revival. Also. <laughs> Credence. That's where dance was. Okay. Crit dance. Crit water. Revival. Wow. Revival. God. That's terrible. That's pretty good. Todo lo digo correct. My English now is very nice. Very nice. My English now is very nice. You know what's funny is I'll be I'll be going into his kitchen. I just hear him and her laughing, and I don't even know what they're laughing at because they can't understand each other. That it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, looks like we uh, have a phone call. We got time to take a phone call here. Here's the toll-free studio line to call in. It's 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And uh, calling in today, we've got Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, good morning, boss. Hey, what's up, Chris? Hey, I have, I have like a... Let's see if we could get a response from the city of, with our 911 um, dispatch. Okay. Um, in, the pa- in the past, when I call 911 just for like emergencies, like... Uh, I called one, uh, I saw a vehicle in a, in a runaway ramp off of Trans Mountain. Okay. And, you know, quick, the operator picked up the phone when I called 911. But recently, um, when I called 911 on, on Spur 601, 
those are couch in a, in a fast lane or the past lane. So, I mean, we needed some response right there because it, it was a... Because there was a couch in the road. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, so basically, you know, when I called, I had, I had like a call waiting, like a robotic uh, voice, like, oh, please hold for the next available operator. I was just waiting for, like, for them to say, press one if it's an emergency or an accident, you know, press two for so and so on. Did you I, hang in there? Seemed, yeah, I mean, I was on hold for quite a while, and my daughter actually told me this past weekend she had to call 911 on a lady that was passed out on the intersection in her car. And she was on hold. Well, you guys are always coming across. You, I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't think I've ever called 911. I know that I yeah. haven't. I mean, we have to call when there's an emergency. If you have to do a welfare check. By the way, nobody checked this out. I'm just hearing this from Chris for the first time. But yeah. you're saying that recently <laughs> you have noticed that when you call 911, yes. you get a you get you get an on hold message. Yes, it's just like that. You know, like demolition movie where the guys all like press one if it's a serious accident, press two if it's a homicide. You know, that's what I was waiting for. Um, like, so I while you were I mean, telling me this, I kind of looked up. Uh, I guess it depends on where you are, uh, how well-funded the local department is, and how many operators they have working on that particular shift. And if they've got more calls than they do operators, you will get that message, which is not uh, reassuring. But, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, if they had... Ten, I don't know what's normal for a town. Let's say they had ten nine one one operators. Well, if they got ten calls, they don't they don't have another operator to take your call. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, and, and I think you really have to like uh, distinguish an emergency. An emergency means life or death in the moment. Yes, yes. I mean, so there are the non-emergency numbers. So if you see like a couch on the freeway and stuff, you can call the non-emergency. All right. Numbers. So here's a guy who works as a nine one one operator in Tucson. This is on Quora. They ask the same question, like, what, what? Why do you get put on hold when you call nine one one? He says the most common reason for putting someone on hold is to answer second and third calls on the same incident. For example, if two people are fighting near a crowd of people and the first caller has a hard time describing the location, subjects. Uh, I put them on hold. Often the next caller is calling about the same incident and is easier to understand. I don't know. Maybe a bunch of people were calling about that couch in the middle of the road. <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, like to get with Nico on that one. You remember that one time where a lot of people were calling 911 with that crane off of I-10, which oh, is yeah. resulted mm-hmm. in someone killed because of it? I mean, those... You know, you, you got to look out for your fellow guy, you know, that, that's not going to see the danger ahead of them. Oh, no, so, absolutely. I think when you... you... Know, I mean, like, with, the, with the person on the runaway ramp, you know, my, my impression was maybe that, you know, if you ever go on a runaway ramp off a trans mountain, it sinks your car in. So maybe that person got knocked out. There could have been a child in that car with a driver or something. Hey, Chris, Lifetime, how many times have you called 911, if you had to guess? And, uh, uh, just recently... Um, well, my job actually, I have to call a lot of nine one one a lot because of a lot of accidents <laughs> on my jobs with the city. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, All right. Like, okay, Chris. If one, of the guys, if one of the guys gets an accident, I gotta call nine one one regardless. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, but so. Okay. Well, no. All right. Thank you, boss. All right. We'll see you, Chris. And shout out to all the guys out there in the city. Right. Yeah. Right, All right. We'll see you.
Did he just give a shout out to all the guys? Well, he works for the city. But it, 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 I mean, from your point of view, it's like he gave a shout out to all the guys yeah. in the city. <laughs> it sounds like it's like, hey, shout out to all the guys. No, he, he had mentioned that he works for the city, so he sees a lot of things that he has to uh, call in uh, for 911. Yeah, when I answered that earlier, the first thing that popped in my head was, dude, how many times are you calling 911? But clearly, obviously, with his job, it's, you know, kind of a regular thing. Where, he, where, where you start to notice the patterns. Like, they're really changing it up on me. Um, I'm trying to... I don't think I've ever... No, I've never called 911. I've had dreams in which I've called I called them... I almost called them for you. When? Uh, when you took the pills. Foot or teeth? Uh, foot. Really? Yeah. No, man. I don't I, call for that. Didn't I, I end up driving myself? No, that was for teeth. I drove myself to the ER for teeth. Yeah. And then they still put you in an ambulance, didn't they? still they? put you in the ambulance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you had to pay for it. Which they had told me it was going to be $9,000 that my insurance doesn't cover. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I didn't call the second I time. drove to the urgent care. I would have driven on to the hospital yeah. if I would known that. Uh, all right. So I'm going to give you a couple of recent 911 calls. You tell me if this is a legitimate use of 911 service. Okay. All right. Here's one uh, from earlier this week. We just got off the bus, me and my friend, and on bus eight, our bus driver, Catherine, she was drunk. Well, it's, it's just inexcusable. First of all, I want to tell our parents, I, I'm sorry that this happened. And as a system, this should not have happened. So they, they responded, and it did turn out that, uh, who did you say it was, Karen? Mm-hmm. The w- bus driver? Was intoxicated. And that she had gone through stoplights and was yelling at the kids and using profanity. Ugh, what a Karen. Hello, we just got off the bus, me and my friend, and on bus eight, our bus driver, Catherine, Catherine. she was drunk. Okay. She was crunk. Uh, Nico. Yeah. Legitimate use of 911 by the young man that called in? Um... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I duh. think so. Of course. Yeah. She's driving a bus full of kids drunk. Now, still had kids on the bus. Yeah, but it sounded like the kid was already off. I mean, he He was. He was already off, right? He was off the bus, and he thought, you know what? Maybe yeah. I should call 911 because uh, Catherine's driving around with the rest of our classmates. Yeah. An incredibly irresponsible choice who is responsible for our kids. All right. All right, here's another I wonder how call. he knew she was drunk. Like, he must be familiar with the signs. Yeah, I, I, I know in retrospect there were teachers that I had who were drunk in class, but I didn't realize it at the time because I just <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. But now looking back, it's like when you've met people that slurred. <laughs> yeah, I recognize it now because I've been drunk myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this one? 911, do you need police, fire, ambulance? Hi, sorry, police, police. I ordered a chicken sandwich, and basically the owner, I told him right before I ordered, so I can't eat tomatoes because I'm allergic. At that time, I was like, okay, you know what? It happened last week where I ordered something, and it was a go, and I got tomatoes, and I told him I can't eat tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nico. Uh no, use the non-emergent number for that if you have a complaint. You're, you're gonna say that that is that is not an appropriate use of. And I would want to know. All right, let's find out. Okay, so this this has nothing to do with the police. Okay, sir, much less than nine one one. Please don't call nine one one in the future for fried chicken mishaps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then who am I supposed to call? Uh, so. Normally, uh, Joanna checks the neckline for any calls that we got coming in, but she's not here, so I just thought I'd check the neckline. Nice. Uh, we took 
We take live calls. I mentioned the number is 844-305-6210. If you want to call while we're not here, you know, after the show's over, you can leave a message on the toll-free neckline, which is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. So let's see how this goes. Maybe we'll just, you know, we like Joanna normally to listen Mm -hmm. to them to see what they are, but maybe we just, like, take them cold. Yeah. Find out what's on the on the neckline for us. Hi, this is Kelly calling from your CVS pharmacy. I'd just uh, like to let you know that your anal wart removal wait, wait, cream, your butt plugs, and your Ooh. Viagra are now in. No. And we also got those extra small condoms that you needed. So please go ahead and let me know when you'll be coming in so I can set those aside for you. Thank you and have a great day. Kill it. Kill the yacht. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Uh, we got the transcript of Trump's call to the Ukrainian president. Uh, do you want to reenact that? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to get on the uh, <sighs> the old phone here? Or- so, look, before before you before we get started, though, so Vladimir Zelensky is the Ukrainian president. He in 2015 was the star of a TV show. So in 2015, he was an actor who played the president of the Ukraine. Wow. He manifested his truth. Okay. He, in 2015, he became the star of the television series Servant of the People, where he plays the role of the president of Ukraine. In the series, Zelensky's character is a 30-something high school history teacher who wins the presidential election after a viral video shows him ranting against government corruption <laughs> in Ukraine. <laughs> So he was a comedian and an actor on television who became the president. Boy, if only we had something similar in the United States where a TV personality just like kind of fell over backwards into being the president of the United States. We could draw some kind of comparison. Uh, so what, what Trump is accused of doing is calling up this Zelensky shortly after he won the election and pressuring him to investigate Joe Biden. A political rival. Well, it's not just a like rival he was doing- for a specific... I mean, he's the number one at the time, and uh, according to some polls, is still the number one contender against Trump in uh, next year. It's not like he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart to be like, you know what, we really well, need to he's look... he's trying to make it sound like he's just... We really hey, need- I'm trying to tip you off that there's some corruption... Yeah. You know, I'm like a concerned citizen. He's trying to make it sound like he's the whistleblower in all this. So I will play the role of President of the United States, Donald Trump. Brandon will play the role of the President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. We will not improvise or add, you know, just so you can hear the, the transcript as it's written here. All right, you ready? Yep. Are you ready? I am ready when uh, you are. Should I say Mr. <laughs> President? <laughs> this is going to be great. And it looks like Trump is the first one to speak. Congratulations on a great victory. We all watched from the United States and you did a terrific job. The way you came from behind, somebody who wasn't given much of a chance, and you ended up winning easily. It's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. 
You are absolutely right, Mr. President. We did win big, and we worked hard for this. We worked a lot, but I would like to confess to you that I had an opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge and were able to use it as an example for our elections. And yes, it is true that these were unique elections. We were in a unique situation that we were able to achieve a unique success. I'm able to tell you the following. The first time you called me to congratulate me when I won my presidential election. The second time you are now calling me when my party won the par- parliamentary election. I think I should run more often so you can call me more often. We can talk over the phone more often. <laughs> That's a very good idea. I think your country is very happy about that. Well, yes. I, to tell you the truth, we are trying to work hard because we wanted to drain the swamp here in our country. We brought in many, many new people. Not the old politicians, not the typical politicians, because we want to have a new format and a new type of government. You are a great teacher for us in that. Well, it's very nice of you to say that. I will say that we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time much more than the European countries are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Germany does almost nothing for you. All they do is talk, and I think it's something that you should really ask them about. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks Ukraine, and she doesn't do anything. A lot of uh, European countries are the same way, so I think it's something you want to look at, but the United States has been very, very good to Ukraine. I wouldn't say that it's reciprocal necessarily because things are happening that are not good, but the United States has been very, very good to Ukraine. Yes, you are absolutely right. Not only 100%, but actually 1,000%. And I can tell you the following. I did talk to Angela Merkel, and I did meet with her. I also met and talked with Macron, and I told them that they are not doing quite as much as they need to be doing on the issues with the sanctions. They are not enforcing the sanctions. They are not working as much as they should work for Ukraine. It turns out they even thought logically the European Union should be our biggest partner, but technically the United States is a much bigger partner than the European Union, and I'm very grateful for you for that because the United States is doing quite a lot for Ukraine, much more than the European Union, especially when we are talking about sanctions against the Russian Federation. I would also like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next steps specifically. We are almost ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people. The server, they say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on. The whole situation, I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the Attorney General call you, or your people, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance. But they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whether you can do, whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it. 
if that's possible. Yes, it is very important for me. And everything that you just mentioned earlier, for me as a president, it is very important. And we are open for any future cooperation. We are ready to open a new page in cooperation in relations between the United States and Ukraine. For that purpose, I just recalled our ambassador from the United States, and he will be replaced by a very competent and very experienced ambassador who will work hard on making sure that our two nations are getting closer. I would also like and hope to see him having your trust and your confidence and have personal relations with you so we can cooperate even more so. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani just recently, and we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine and will help meet once he comes to Ukraine. I just wanted to assure you once again that you have nobody but friends around us. I will make sure that I surround myself with the best and most experienced people. I also wanted to tell you that we are friends. We are great friends, and you, Mr. President, have friends in our country, so we can continue our strategic partnership. I also plan to surround myself with great people, and in addition to that, investigation. I guarantee as the President of Ukraine that all the investigations will be done openly and candidly. That I can assure you. Good, good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, and he was shut down. And that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that. The way they shut your very good prosecutor down and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly... Re a highly respected man. <laughs> he was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I would like him to call you... I would ask him to call you along with the Attorney General. Rudy very much knows what's happening. He's a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman, was bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son. That Biden stopped the prosecution and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. I wanted to tell you about the prosecutor. First of all, I understand and I'm knowledgeable about the situation. Since we have won the absolute majority in our parliament, the next prosecutor general will be 100% my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start as a new prosecutor in September. Or he or she we look into the situation, specifically to the company that you mentioned in this issue. The issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty so we will take care of that and we'll work on the investigation of the case. On top of that, I would kindly ask you if you have any additional information that you can provide to us. It would be very helpful for the investigation to make sure that we administer justice in our country with regard to the ambassador to the United States from Ukraine, as far as I can recall, her name was Ivanovich. It was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador, because I agree with you 100%. Her attitude towards me was far from the best as she admired the previous president, and she was on his side. She would not accept me as new president well enough. Well, she's going to go through some things. I will have Mr. Giuliani give you a call, and I'm also going to have Attorney General Barr call, and we will get to the bottom of it. 
I'm sure you will figure it out. I heard the prosecutor was treated very badly, and he was a very fair prosecutor. So good luck with everything. Your economy is going to get better and better, I predict. You have a lot of assets. It's a great country. I have many Ukrainian friends. They're incredible people. I would like to tell you that I also have quite a few Ukrainian friends that live in the United States. <laughs> Actually, last time I traveled to the United States, I stayed in the new in New York near Central Park, and I stayed at the Trump Tower. Oh boy! I'm sorry. I will talk to them, and I hope to see them again in the future. I also wanted to thank you for your in- invitation to visit the United States, specifically Washington D.C. On the other hand, I also want to ensure that you will be very serious about the case and work on the investigation. As to the economy. There is much potential for our two countries. And one of the issues that is very important for Ukraine is energy independence. I believe we can be very successful in cooperating on energy independence with the United States. We are already working on cooperation. We are buying American oil, but I am very hopeful for a future meeting. We will have more time and more opportunities to discuss these opportunities and get to know them much, get to know each other better. I would like to thank you very much for your support. Good. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate that. I will tell Rudy and Attorney General Barr to call. Thank you. Whenever you would like to come to the White House, feel free to call. Give us a date, and we'll work that out. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you very much. I would like to. I would be very happy to come, and would be happy to meet with you personally and get to know you better. I am looking forward to our meeting, and would also would like to invite you to visit Ukraine and come to the city of Kiev, which is a beautiful city. We have a beautiful country, which would welcome you. On the other hand, I believe that on September. We will be in Poland, and we can meet in Poland, hopefully. After that, it might be a very good idea for you to travel to Ukraine. You can either take my plane and go to Ukraine, or we can take your plane, which is probably much better than mine. Okay, we can work this out. I look forward to seeing you in Washington, and maybe in Poland, because I think we're going to be there at that time. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Congratulations on a fantastic job you've done. The whole world was watching. I'm not sure it was so much of an upset, but congratulations. Thank you, Mr. President. Bye-bye. End of conversation. I get the feeling that there was something left out because Zelensky started talking about the investigation, and it seems like he's referring to something previous in the conversation. Yeah. Right, there was one point in there where so I was like, "Wait in, a minute, how how did we get to the investigation? Could they have left something out?" Yes, in the in the footnotes, uh, it says that this is a memo from notes and recollections. It is not a verbatim transcript. Now, there's a big gap there. Do they keep a recording like the audio? No, recording? I just said. Th- this is not a transcript. No, no, verbatim. but do they have the recording? No, anymore? I don't think there is Are a recording. Sure? Yeah, I think the, they just have the notes. Because my understanding is the policy like of a call between president and a leader of another country is recorded by the State Department. Maybe. Uh, so it, that, it sounded like they were stroking each other's... Oh, my God. No, it sounds like the the Ukrainian guy was doing I stayed at your Trump to, hotel. I stayed at your Trump hotel. Well, you damn well better have. 
It uh, was amazing. Yeah, good job, Brandon. Love yeah, it. Brandon, as uh, playing the role of did President good? Zelensky, Zelensky yeah. did a good job. That's a long-ass script, man. What did yeah. you I was going to say, did, did you guys read talking, it? But a lot <laughs> of it was just like major ass-kissing going on. Yeah. Yeah, could yeah. you not tell we hadn't read that before? Yeah. <laughs> did you not read it so, before, Buzz? From what we've got, and this is not the word for word, I, I think if they've got the audio, we should probably hear the audio because it seems like there was a gap there where okay. they brought up the investigation. I have two questions. One, why is Rudy Giuliani, the tr- a personal lawyer for the president, not even a government official with nothing to do with the government in right. any this official capacity? Been, if it, it had happened a year earlier, it would have been Michael Cohen, you know, his personal attorney. That he was putting on this. Why is the president's personal attorney getting into this? And the attorney so-called? general. Well. Anyways. Wait I mean, a minute. Whatever happened to Michael Cohen? Yeah. Why uh, isn't he available? Michael Cohen went to prison oh, for, uh, for right. lying for the president. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. There was the there was a moment in there when, when he said he, he definitely stayed at Trump Tower when he was in New York that I broke character. So that uh, Trump did not actually laugh out loud. At that point, oh, but you. I couldn't have it. Thank you for I, telling us. I couldn't get through it. Also, <laughs> the one where he was describing Rudy Giuliani as a very respected, competent guy, I, I couldn't say that with a straight face, so I apologize. I tried to do it as you tried as, as hard as I you could. could. I did. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Forty-five seconds. What? <laughs> what, Lisa? Are we ready to play our contest? Oh my gosh. By the way, the real show is in the uh, the chat the right now. Chat. I'm gonna oh I'm God. gonna turn off the chat and delete it. If you don't <laughs> yeah, dude, stop. For the love of God, Buzz. You only feed them when you when you argue. You're yeah. just feeding trolls at this point. I know, but I'm amusing the. the Two other. minutes and thirty seconds. We have to do this contest. Let's go! Okay. Let's go. Well, but the real show is is on the the Facebook Jeez. feed. Nine minutes. He wishes. Let's uh, go with our contestant. Our contestant today is Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. How you doing, bud? Good morning, Mike. I'm fantastic. Friday is when WWE is going to be at the Don Haskins Center, so we've got a contest, sex move or wrestling move. I'm going to tell you the title of three things. It's either sex move or wrestling move. you got to get two out of three in order to win. All right, the first one is the Philly sidecar. I'm going to say wrestling move. You're going to say wrestling move. All right. Next is the Canadian Destroyer. Uh, wrestling. And the next one is the Butter Churner. Butter Churner, Butter Churner. Uh, yeah, picture what a Butter Churner would look like. Okay. I'm going to say sex move. All right, let's review your answers one by one. You got to get two out of three to be a winner. Okay, Mike? Okay. Philly Sidecar, you said, is a wrestling move. It is a sex act. Yeah. So you're you're off with a strike. Does it involve cream cheese? No. Okay, here's what it says. When one engages in... I can't read that at all. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I'd like to say my it friend en- Brian, who's a wrestling fan, gave me that one, and I was like, that's a sex act. He goes, I know. Okay. Read it. So, so it involves a medical term uh, called a stoma? Or I'm just going to let it go at that. And also uh, a medical piece of medical equipment called a colostomy bag. Both mm-hmm. the colostomy bag and the stoma are involved in the Philly side. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Hurry Thanks, up. Brian. Okay. So you're 0 for 1 so far, Mike. 
The Man. Canadian Destroyer, you said, is a wrestling move, and it is a wrestling hey! move. Lisa, yeah. describe the Canadian Destroyer. Although that sounds yes, like it would totally be. It is be uh, from the Canadian and TNA wrestler Petey Williams. He's most associated with the move. It's a flip pile driver like maneuver. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a wrestling move. Finally, butter churner, and it sounded like you kind of tortured yourself before you came up with the answer. The answer you came up with, Mike, was sex position, and it is sex position. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's two out of three. That's a win. All right. Way to come back. Way to fight yourself back into position. Uh, butter churner. No, just can I not read no, that? That is it's terrible. Sex position. Just women. Imagine, just imagine what the butter churner is, and then okay. Just, listen, I can weirdly read enough, the, I'm lacto- lactose intolerant. Hang on, just a second. You would be after this. Oh jeez. Women lay on their back. Yeah, I can't read any of that. Okay, we're out of time. We'll have more wrestling tickets tomorrow. Hey, uh, the haunted house is coming. The Killer Clowns are coming. Yes, it's a clown theme this year, not just because of it, but probably has a little something to do with that. KLAQ invites you to Carn Evil Haunted House. It's going to open Friday, October the 4th. Carn Evil at 1840 Lee Trevino. That's 1840 Lee Trevino. Suite 205. Well, I feel bad for whoever's in Suite 204. <laughs> We're going to have this uh, crazy spook house, Carn Evil, at I-10 and Lee Trevino. We'll have more details coming your way, and you can check out more at klaq.com, too. Have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing. You and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4LAW your first call after an accident. Chuck Ruman, the people's injury lawyer.